What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens play the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and today we're starting off with a review question from Emma. Emma asks, what if, what if world was normal for an episode? Oh, thank you, Emma. I was worried for a second because, you know, it's the beginning of April, and that's usually when our April Fool's episode comes out. But no crazy kooky hijinks this year. Yes! And we've got a similar question from a patron named Gabriel, who asks, What if What If World became What Is World? There we go. Extra normal. And finally, one last question. I'm sure the most normal of all. What if cactuses shot their thorns from a patron named Colin? And, well, that's not entirely normal. Okay, we're gonna have to figure this out when we get into the story. So let's find out. What if cactuses shot their thorns? What if What If World became What Is World? And what if What If World was normal for an episode? Or at least part of one. Alabaster Zero was celebrating his birthday with his papa, Dr. Zero. They were at a fancy restaurant, which overlooked a wide expanse of desert dunes, flat rock structures, tall cacti, and colorful shrubbery in bloom after a recent rain. Well, it's uh, your birthday, Alabaster, said Dr. Zero, adjusting his spectacles with a forefinger. Why you'd choose to come to the edge of the Sahura Desert? I guess it's none of my business. Are you kidding? When you've got friends who can teleport you, it's pretty much your responsibility to see the world. And I hear the Arid Isles restaurant is one of the fanciest places in all of What If World, said Alabaster Zero, holding up the menu, which was a single sheet of aged white parchment covered in a flowing script. Welcome to the Arid Isles, fanciest restaurant and what if world? Our menu is a prefix and costs ten birthday presents per person. Oh, but I'm only having one birthday today. That's fine, Alabaster. I'll take care of it this time. Sorry, Papa. I'll get the next one. Their server was a perfectly pruned desert rose bush with two long thorny limbs and roses for their hands and face. Very good. I'll get you all started with extra expensive water that tastes no different than other water. Okay, can I just order a veggie cheeseburger? Extra cheese, hold the veggie. You're ordering a cheese sandwich. Oh, you're the server. I trust you to figure it out. Charming. And the rosebush server scuttled away on its tiny roots. Wow, I'm so excited for my cheese sandwich. Son, do you know what a prefix menu is? I assume they've fixed up the food in advance. Prefixed. 
So they've got a bunch of cheese sandwiches back there. No, we're paying for everything listed on this menu, but you're just getting a cheese sandwich. <laughs> Dr. Zero had held up the paper menu by way of explanation, when suddenly, seven cactus thorns shot through the menu, sticking it to a nearby wooden support beam. Oh dear. Alabaster Zero sprang into action, flipping over his table for cover and pulling Dr. Zero behind it. Those thorns were shot from the desert, and they seem to be aiming at you. Well, my menu at least. But I thought you'd never been to the Sahura Desert, Baba. I never said that. What's going on? Look, Ali. Dr. Zero pointed up at the menu. The seven thorns had plunked through the menu in a pattern that looked like a little minus sign next to the number one. Negative one? As in alabaster negative one? Daddy? Okay, son, you're gonna have some big feelings right now, and it's okay to express them. Daddy, where are you? I haven't seen you in 20 years. I pretend like it's okay, but I miss you so much. Okay, so you are comfortable expressing yourself. And I am comfortable receiving those emotions. <laughs> I thought Daddy was captured by even eviler pirate robot ninja dragons. After escaping the first pirate robot ninja dragons in episode 119, what if kids loved chores? That's true, Alabaster. But your father kept escaping from these fortresses, and so they found a, uh, more um, permanent place to keep him. You've known this whole time and you didn't tell me? Here is your water and cheese sandwich, said the rose server, holding the waters and sandwich, and looking down at the overturned table. Can't you see we're under attack, possibly? So I should come back later. You should get everyone off the balcony and inside into cover. Thorns had kept shooting towards the balcony, spelling out negative one over and over and over again on every surface they could stick into. Hey, I may be a wooden tree, but that doesn't mean I want thorns in me. Sorry, Harry Go. Just follow the server inside, okay? Everyone, follow me in an orderly fashion. A reminder that there are no refunds on the prefix dinner. Oh dear. That stings more than these thorns. I spent ten birthday presents I'm on I'm gonna this. give you four and a half stars on whelp. Everyone retreated inside, except for Alabaster and his papa, whose table kept getting hit by volley after volley of cactus thorns. Are you trying to tell me that my dad is somehow a cactus now? Well, he was always very prickly, Alabaster. But the truth is, you two did not have a very healthy relationship. She and I did not have a very healthy relationship. What are you saying? He had a lot of trouble dealing with his anger. And that's how he ended up where he is. I don't believe you. You may be seeing him through rose-colored glasses. Did someone order rose-colored glasses? No, wait, stay right there! A barrage of thorns shot towards the rose server, but... They bounced off a spaceship that had suddenly appeared. Oh, come on, what now? The strange craft looked like a tiny silver planet, orbited by a wide-spinning ring of metal that changed direction as the vessel floated up and down, and a voice sounded from a speaker inside. 
I am Invader or Wim, here to conquer What If World once and for all, and finally put an end to all of this tomfoolery. What tomfoolery? Cactus people, rose people, evil pirate robot ninja dragon fortresses in the desert. Nothing about this world makes any sense. Well, if you understand the premise of the world. And you know that what ifs are an important part of the learning process. I have heard and seen enough. I shall envelop this world with my anti-fool's ray, so that it must follow the rules of reason and logic and physics, much like what is world. Ah, come on, and you gotta do this right now? I just found out where my long-lost father is. Oh, I am sorry to have interrupted your latest foolishness. Well, emotions are never foolish. Emotions are always foolish. You will see that once you have succumbed to my anti-fool's ray. The little silvery orb started to glow, and the wide ring around it started to spin and rotate faster and faster, reflecting light and heat as the little spaceship became a warm, glowing blur. Then it zipped off, encircling What If World again and again and again at speeds faster than lightning, trailing a glowing ray behind itself and encasing What If World in a net of energy. Wow, this anti-fool's ray is taking forever. Maybe I cannot make magic happen at the snap of a finger, because real change takes time and effort. Time and a foot? Effort! A fort? I was just about to go to a fort. I am so sick of bits like this. <laughs> Dr. Zero threw his body over his son as the anti-fool's ray settled. Now feel the effects of my anti-fool's ray and normalcy. Hey, Dad. Yes, son. Do you think anti-fool's ray has an apostrophe? And if so, is it before or after the S? Nobody knows, son. Nobody knows. Alabaster Zero had to squeeze his eyes shut against the blinding light. But when he opened them again, he and his father were simply sitting on the balcony of this quiet restaurant. Their server was human, as were all of the customers, and there weren't thousands of thorns stuck everywhere. Nor was there... The spaceship. It's gone, too. Yes, I assumed there was a fair chance of that. Aliens don't regularly invade what is world. So in getting rid of our tomfoolery... They got rid of themselves. <laughs> but wait, that means the normalcy may not last long. I suspect the forces of imagination will reclaim this world by the end of the day. Then that doesn't leave me much time. What time for what, son? Daddy's out in that desert somewhere, and he's not a cactus anymore. That means I can finally talk to him. Talking to him never really turned out that well for you, even as a kid. Just be careful. Oh, Papa, you've got nothing to worry about. I'll just get my friend Sprite O'Right to teleport me right to his location and... Wait, is teleportation magic? I'm afraid so. So I'm gonna have to walk? I would come with you, except I already ordered two prefix meals for your birthday. Oh, that's right. I better take my cheese sandwich to go. And some water. Ugh, Papa. Now put on your sunscreen and wait 15 minutes. But I want to go now. And keep your fedora on. It's very sunny out in the desert. And 15 minutes later, Alabaster Zero, covered in pasty white sunscreen, set out into the desert. Ugh. Mr. Eric, I don't know if you can hear me, but if you could just skip ahead to the moment when I find my dad, I would really appreciate that. 
Three hours of wandering later, Alabaster Zero lay down face first in the desert sand. Ugh, three hours feels like an eternity. Mr. Eric, why didn't you just seen dash me through all of it? But I did, Alabaster. You just had to actually live through it because everything's normal down there. Ugh, <laughs> I have so much sand in my mouth. Which also means you can't really hear me. You should just gargle and, and spit with some water if you have any left. I shouldn't have given myself that bath an hour ago. I'm really thirsty now. I'm thirsty too. But it usually takes me weeks to feel thirsty. It's like I'm not a cactus anymore. Uh, Daddy? Oh, I mean, Mr. Negative One, it's me, Alabaster Zero. Your son? Allie. Yeah. Hi, Daddy. Alabaster Zero was a big man, wearing a well-worn leather jacket and a wide-brimmed cowboy hat. He was sitting on top of a dune, sweaty and with his knees huddled up close, as if trying to hide under the shade of his own hat. Allie, look at you. What are you, a dungaree model? Uh, private eye. Looking good and keeping the world safe. Just like your old man. I'm proud of you, boy. Thanks. And look at you. You're a... A cactus. Uh, yeah. Maybe like a were-cactus. Who can talk and shoot thorns. And looks entirely human. Ah, must be it. Said Alabaster Negative One. Holding his forehead... I'm the envy of all the thornless succulents. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are, yeah. So, what took you so long, boy? Huh? I've been stuck here for 20 years. Well, you used to be trapped in a fortress, but then you escaped, and apparently escaped a couple more times, so then they made you into a cactus and planted you in the ground. I don't know, it all happened before the anti-fools, Ray. You're talking nonsense, boy. Just tell me the plan. Well, I thought we could talk for a few minutes. No. Maybe share a cactus cooler. I'll just harvest some water from one of those other cactuses. No, 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 no. The uh, escape plan. Dad, I just wanted to see you. I thought you'd want to see me. Uh, I told your papa never to bring you here. I figured that way it'd light a fire under you. And you'd make it your life's work to break me out when you grew up. I tried to find you for years. But eventually I, I just had to try to figure out my own path. Without you. Ugh, you sound just like your papa. Well, that's better than sounding like you. Dad, you've had years here to try to reflect and grow. That's true, son. And I've learned a lot. Oh, like what? Like how I really hate being a cactus. It's not who I am. Well, it's kind of how a lot of people see you, you know. Doesn't matter what they think. It does matter if you hurt them. Ah, I've never heard anybody. Remember that time I didn't eat the talking chocolate bar? That was Harrigo, Dad. Why won't you just listen to me? Because you're a kid, Allie. You don't know nothing about me. I know you blame everyone else for your problems. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I learned that from you. What? I'm your son. 
Handsome son you are. You worked with three presidents. Yeah, we get the newspapers in the desert. And you couldn't ask one of them to set me free. I risked everything to search the desert the moment I found out that- But you got here 20 years too late. They turned me into a cactus. Well, they shouldn't have. Cacti are beautiful plants. You are something worse. Ah, uh, bottle brush? A bad person. I'm a hero. Sure, I made a few mistakes, but and people can learn from their mistakes, but only if they work at it. I don't think you ever really tried. You have no idea what I've been through. Here we go. To be a cactus in a world of bottle brushes. Wait, wh what have you got against bottle brush? It's a metaphor. But you're an actual cactus. What's your point? Well, a metaphor is a form of figurative speech that- There you go, Lord, and your fancy education over me. I went to public schools. Which I paid for- Stop. Stop. We're just upsetting each other. I don't think you're ready to change. I accept your apology. <sighs> Dad. Yeah, Ali. You know, I mostly remember the good stuff. Me too. Why can't we find our way back there? I don't know, kid. Maybe it's this inescapable prison you're leaving me trapped in? Yeah, Pops, it's um, probably that. Hey, listen, um, drink some of this cactus water. Everything should go back to normal in a little while. Okay, yeah, I'm a little more thirsty than usual. Hey, maybe shoot me a letter sometime, or uh, spell one out with your quills. Maybe I will. Love you, Pops. I love you, Ali. Alabaster Zero and Alabaster Negative One sat sipping cactus juice in silence as the sun slowly set over the dunes. You know, maybe if I wait till the what-ifs come back, one of them can help you change and give us a healthy relationship. I oh, can't change a man's man of a cactus like me, just like that alabaster. But as alabaster negative one snapped his fingers, they appeared to be turning thick and green and thorny. Oh, I never thought I'd miss being a cactus. <laughs> I never thought I'd miss you being a cactus. What was that? Uh, nothing. See you later, Dad. Wait. I'm starting to see the error of my ways. Sure, life hasn't been kind to me, but I've made mistakes too. And I've got to own that. Give me a hug, son. Oh, Daddy, said Alabaster Zero, standing to give his cactus dad a big hug. Now we can finally start the work of healing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> gotcha, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A thorn spoking me. That's funny. And the big thorny cactus froze, with two of its limbs encircling Alabaster Zero. I think I am stuck here. Huh. <laughs> Alabaster, do you need a little help? Fairies? Papa? Spread alright? Yeah, as soon as the imagination was back on, your dad sent us a message. I thought you might want to be leaving the desert soon. Oh, it's pretty good timing, actually. So, how'd things go? Said Dr. Zero, as Spread O'Right and Berylise helped Alabaster Zero remove himself from the cactus. He said he'd write me a letter, maybe, and he gave me this hug. Pretty thorny one, but... That's honestly better than I expected. Oh, yeah. Well, 
just good to see some friends right now. Some family, Alabaster. Hey, goof. Now what do you say to a little birthday dinner? I've got 20 birthday presents worth of leftovers. Sounds delightful. Great, I'll teleport us back to the Thimble House. Not so fast. Somehow my anti-fool's ray plan backfired. No, you actually taught me a lot about how family takes different forms. And you can't wait on some people to change. I was not simply here in service of the story. I have my own feelings and goals. And those feelings are always valid. Stop trying to teach me a lesson. The end. Where is my anti-fools, Ray? Emma, Gabriel, and Colin, thank you for your questions. And I hope you all enjoyed your story. Folks at home, check us out at patreon.com slash whatifworld for ad-free episodes, a shout-out on the show, and a better chance of getting your question answered. Or just leave us a rating and review. Tell us what you like, and maybe include a what-if question like Emma did. Hey, Stevie Fleasel here to shout-out Addie. Addie likes drawing, skating, and softball, and also wants to give a shout-out to their brother, Chip. President Fair Elise here to shout out Joey, who is six years old from Westerville, Ohio. Joey loves Legos and his one-year-old sister, Ryan. Then there is Freya, who is seven years old and likes cats. Thank you very much, Freya. Wendiana Joan here, traveling through time to shout out Oscar. Oscar lives in Seattle. And their name is spelt with a K, which I happen to think is quite cool. Of course, I'm saying cool with a K. And I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator, Craig Martinson for our theme song, my producer, Miss Lynn, and all you kids at home who know that families take many forms, but are always made up of people who love, value, and respect us. Until we meet again, keep wondering.